Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 98. How are you, runner friends? Thanks for tuning in. Last week on the podcast, I talked about heart rate training, zone two training. And you'll remember that I'm speaking as a layperson myself. I'm sharing my journey, my experience with you. Last week's episode created a lot of buzz. Some of the comments I heard were that it's hard to run slow and that it's accompanied by a feeling of embarrassment. So today I want to give you the first update on how it's gone for me since I switched to zone two training only about two weeks ago. Today will be the first of what I expect to be a regular feature, namely a look at my running in zone two in real time and how, as I'm confident it will, improve my aerobic baseline over time. So needless to say, this is not a quick fix. But this will give you an inside look into what my training looks like and maybe give you the confidence to ditch the fear of slowing your running down and give zone two running a try. Or stick with it if you've started but are feeling that it triggers you. After all, we're conditioned to believe that harder effort equals better results and that running is something we do because we need to lose weight or burn the calories from what we've just eaten. These beliefs, of course, are all driven by fear, and then we don't feel great about it, and our focus is on the end results rather than the process towards the end result. How would your running feel right now if you didn't do it to achieve a certain result? How would it feel if you just did it purely for joy? Does this seem like crazy talk? I know. Running is honestly probably often perceived more like a chore than a joy for us. When I went to Denmark last month, I played tourist during my runs. Running became the vehicle for seeing sights, and I held a carefree and light feeling around it. One way I've found has helped me embrace zone two running more has been to change up the parameters. Instead of using distance as my end goal in my runs, I focus on time. On days I'm going to work, it'll be less time, usually an hour, And on weekends, it's about an hour and a half or longer. So not having a mileage goal has taken the pressure and stress out of low heart rate running for me because I don't stress about making the distance or not within my allotted time. I can hear you think, right, but it seems so relaxed. Will I gain anything? Will I improve my running if my usual five mile run turns into a three and a half, four mile run? I'm thinking the same thing right along with you, runner friend. 
Here's what I found about the negative side effects of training when our training is mostly in zone three and higher. If you train every run at zone three, then you're less likely to adapt as optimally as you could over the long term. And if you spend most of your training time at zone three or higher, you never recover fully. Performance plateaus and injury risk skyrockets. Yikes. These are some very convincing reasons to let your heart rate guide your training. And again, if you don't use a heart rate monitor, zone two is easy effort and you should be able to carry on a conversation. Now, let's just review the benefits of zone two running. It increases the number of mitochondria. Increase in mitochondrial efficiency, which means that zone two increases the number and efficiency of mitochondria. Mitochondria converts glucose and fats into ATP, which is a chemical used by cells for energy. So as with other types of exercise, when you do zone two exercise, mitochondrial quantity and function increases. This is what we want. This is a good thing. I'm not a science nerd, so this is straight off a website, of course, and I'll link everything in the in the show notes. Um, but that's a that's a gain from zone two running an increase in the number of mitochondria, which means an improvement in mitochondrial efficiency. Other improvements are it increases metabolic flexibility. What I've read is that it helps the body burn fat as opposed to glucose, right? It lowers your resting heart rate. It decreases your blood pressure. It lowers your risk of injury. It improves insulin resistance. It improves your ability to run longer. It improves your resilience and ability to deal with increasing load. And it improves your zone four and five function and performance. And it improves longevity. So these were the benefits that I mentioned last episode also of zone two running. So just to give you an example of what a run looks like for me before I start my run, and I should say what it looks like for me now. Before I start my run, I walk for about five minutes, which gets me to where I usually start my run from. Once I start running, I've noticed that during the warm-up, which probably is the first 10-15 minutes, my heart rate seems to quickly spike above 130, which is my number, because I use the mafetone, so it was 180 minus age, right? So when it spikes, I walk, right? Because there's no point in ignoring it if I want the benefits of it for the long term. (laughs) If you're a little bit like me, you might be looking like, well, let's just ignore it right now. Now, it's not for long, though, that I have to walk, maybe 30 seconds before it's dropped below 130 again. And then it becomes run-walk, run-walk for the duration of the run. I walk the hills that I encounter going up them to stay below my my 130. Now, as I also mentioned last episode, I have to be really mindful of keeping my heart rate low when I walk because I'm so accustomed to walking fast and power walking. Um, So I have a real skewed sense in walking also of what a zone two walk should be. So 
here's what I've noticed since I've started running in zone two. And I want to share with you to normalize it so you don't feel you're the only one. My pace varies. And so the distance I run varies because I use time as my variable instead of distance. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I set my timer for 50 to 60 minutes in the morning. And then I train for the duration of that time. And by train, I mean I focus on keeping my heart rate at 130. And that requires slow running and walking to stay as close as possible to this heart rate. So what I've noticed so far, my BPM has dropped, of course. My average before starting zone two training was somewhere between 150 to 155. I went back and looked on my Garmin and now it's right around 129, 130 because that's what I monitor for also. I'm able to breathe through my nose throughout the entire run, which is better than mouth breathing. I was a mouth breather the entire time when I ran before. Nasal breathing helps deliver more oxygen to your muscles, so we want to do that. I'm not as sweaty when I get home, and this can sometimes be a trigger for worry thoughts that I'm not getting a proper workout. So I have to spend some time on rephrasing those thoughts to something that supports me better, right? There's no point in having thoughts that don't support what my end goal is, which is to be able to run most of my, or 80% of my runs in, in zone two, right? Um, my minute mile has gotten slower, obviously, by several minutes. There is variability in distance on my runs, even within the same time frame, because my effort varies. Um, and what I mean by that is that some days, depending on my body, depending on my recovery and my hydration, for instance, the same run might seem harder. My heart rate spikes more. So, um, just in these three thought, these three points I just mentioned, I can already hear your thoughts. You might be saying, am I really a runner if I run slow walk part of my run? Or is it a workout even if I'm not sweating? Let's be honest, you might be tempted to do other cardio in your day then at higher intensity to feel the sweat. Just remember though, it's still the same system and zone two applies in other workouts as well. So tell me, runner friend, what am I missing? What other thoughts do you have? I want you to email me at myrunnersmind at gmail.com if you have any thoughts. If you have them, others do too. And I'll bring them up on the show. Anonymously, of course, if you prefer. So it's early stages for me. So I expect over the next few months, I'll see some carryover benefits. For instance, improved time. Maybe, maybe not yet. It might, it might take longer than just a few months, but an improved general feeling of well-being. I also do want to incorporate zones four and five efforts into my runs following the 80-20 approach. But for now, I want to build my base first. But here's the thing, I'm choosing to embrace zone two running 
and give it a go and not drop it because my ego gets in the way with all the worry thoughts I mentioned earlier. It's so easy. It has for so many years. My ego has gotten in the way. My word for 2023 is expansion. And I can't think of a better way to live into this word than embracing zone two training and overcoming my worry thoughts around it. It's part of running a line, body and mind, which I'm all about. So I hope this episode, if you're not already actively thinking about heart rate training, gets you thinking about how it could look for you. And if this episode resonated and inspired you, please share it and leave a review. My wish for you this week, runner friend, is that you run happy. See you next week. I'd like to tell you about a very special event I'm offering this summer. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident, and empowered while running, I invite you to join me this summer at the Running Align Body and Mind Women's Retreat right here in North Central Wyoming at the foothills of the majestic Bighorn Mountains. I'll personally work with you to help you how to take the chore out of running. The retreat will teach you that running can be a vital and enjoyable part of your life. But most importantly, the five-day in-person experience will help you connect to you. To learn more, see the link in our show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.